This episode of Girl Influence Power is brought to you by Collectin. Shop or run the world's tiniest boutiques with Collectin. Welcome to Girl Influence Power Podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Lee, entrepreneur, jewelry designer, CEO, co-founder of Collectin, an app that lets you shop influencer and designer labels direct from the source. Thank you for tuning in live on CastBox. This episode is brought to you by Collectin, shop the world's tiniest boutique in partnership with CastBox. So today, my guest is Brie Nguyen. She is an amazing woman to follow. In the early days of the internet, Brie was the go-to person in the music industry that if you wanted the technology to get your music online and to make money, she was the person you talked to. She worked with artists like Mariah Carey, NSYNC, Linkin Park, just to name a few. She was also the co-founder of startup tech company Archer Education, and Brie also worked with early stage startups and was part of the internet marketing team that helped Rent.com raise over $9 million in funding. Until very, very recently, Brie was the head of Facebook's talent and creator partnership, leading the talent partnership team. This is where she works with celebrities, actors, creators, and public figures to utilize Facebook and Instagram in impactful ways. Welcome again as our guest on our podcast. Thanks. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, it's so nice to have you. <laughs> it's like two friends talking. I know, which is what makes it all the more fun for my very, this is my very first podcast. Oh, wow. So that makes it even better. Well, this is our second podcast. Okay, so that you're, makes you feel better. Yeah, you're a grizzled veteran. <laughs> all right. So let's just dive right in and let's just talk about a little bit about your career path. So how did you become the go-to person for the music industry? For like online music. Yeah, it was kind of two parts. One part, great timing, right? Mm -hmm. So like, um, you know, I've been in the industry for 20 years now. And that was right around when the internet was really becoming a marketing force. And mm -hmm. especially in the music industry, which was always a little bit behind everybody right. else. Um, it was starting to become necessary or mm -hmm. like the executives realizing it was necessary. I was coming at a time where I knew it because I grew up with it. I'm passionate about it. I self-taught just from doing it. And um, so I had this skill that everybody wanted that mm -hmm. nobody had in the music wow. industry. So it was a little bit of timing. Um, the other side was it of it was honestly just actual results. So mm -hmm. I was fortunate to get, you know, my first break, but um, I actually get I, I sometimes I get a little um, frustrated when somebody's like, you're so lucky you got the opportunity. And I'm like, no, it, it, yes, it was lucky of the timing. I, I right, had to like right. meet Mariah Carey for my first job, but it was all me to seize it, deliver right. results, continue yeah, exactly. all this stuff. It's hard work. Yeah. Um, and I'm always telling people to, you know, seize opportunities, but, but how I became the go-to person is I continued to deliver results. So right. results being sales, mm -hmm. signups, revenue, right, whatever right, it is. Right. Um, so you could talk a lot of things of like all these people are chatting or right. whatever, but mm -hmm. I could actually show how I'm converting sales mm -hmm. right. or anything like that. So that's kind of the cornerstone. And then word just spread fast. It was like, right. call this girl if you want to sell <laughs> records without radio. You know, so. <laughs> so Mariah Carey was the first big celebrity you work with. Yeah, Mariah was the very first one. And she was my childhood idol, too. Oh, so, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still is my yes. childhood idol. Um, and so I was a little um, bursting out of my skin <laughs> at every second because I'm also a teenager at yeah, the time. Right. So um oh that must be exciting. Oh like my oh God. like starstruck. Oh starstruck completely. I mean I played my I like kept it cool outside yeah. but inside I was freaking out. And um 
And uh, yeah, so it was a little bit crazy. Everything I did was mostly just be like, how do I stay in Mariah Land longer? <laughs> so it's, is it always celebrities that you work with or after what, ha- what happens yeah. after Mariah Carey and the, you're the go-to person for the music industry? Like, yeah. what, what other projects did you work on? Yeah, so um, it's not always celebrities and, and um, you know, community building and online marketing looks very different for um, right. a celebrity or not. But actually, the, the tools are about the same. Um, all the startups I've worked on in my past are completely out of the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. um, usually in consumer marketing. So right. I have a rent.com apartments, mm-hmm. you know, it's apartment right. search. <laughs> That's true. And then um, my Archer Education is in the college space. Mm-hmm. So right. like college education. So um, I've always jumped back and forth. And even at Facebook, it wasn't always celebrity driven. It was right. community driven too. Uh, like right. mm-hmm. I'm on the original, I was on the original team that developed Facebook live. Mm-hmm. That's for the entire platform. So um, it's really, I think um, I always think about just like, how do you connect Right. you know, with other people and like-minded interests. But right, right. That's yeah, true. so not always celebrities, um, which is fine. That's, right, I've right. jumped back and forth quite right. a bit. Yeah. yeah, but you're able to connect all the dots too. So you oh, can completely. Use, yeah, so you can use all your technical skills as well as your marketing skills. Your, oh, your finance as well. Yeah, um, all the foundations are the same uh-huh. because some I would get sometimes like when I, I explain a case study, let's say about here's how I marketed um, – you know, Michelle Branch's record, that was one of my artists. And I would be talking, you know, to a bunch of entrepreneurs and they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's all great and good, but you, you're working with Michelle Branch. So like, that's what it is. It's not you. And I'm like, no, No. (laughs) like, here's the real story. Like Michelle Branch, it took two years to do this, but here's the fundamental building blocks we did. You would do the same exact Mm -hmm, things. mm -hmm. The message just might be different if you're marketing toilet paper or whatever it is. Um, so the thread, to me is always the same. And the thread has always been online communities, whether it's around apartments, colleges or Michelle branch. (laughs) Yeah. So you basically build a structure or process that you're able to duplicate every time with the different, so whether you're selling a celebrity or a toilet paper (laughs) or education or yeah. So it's all the, always kind of similar, right. But just, it's the similar fundamentals and yeah. foundations. I think the good to great marketers and mm-hmm, good to mm-hmm. great entrepreneurs or what, what differentiates a good ah, to great person okay. is the person who then can really understand a product. And what I mean by that, understand, I mean like understand the messaging, the community. Right, so like right. you can really understand why you should love this toilet paper, right, right. <laughs> like be in it. That's what makes you a great marketer. Right, right, so okay. you can still follow the fundamentals and not right. be great, right? Right, right. You have to really, and that, and that's hard. You can't teach that, right? right? You have true. to like really look into yourself mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to say, is this a product I can get behind? Right. Is this a product I can understand? Otherwise, everybody's going to see through your marketing message right, or right. whatever it is, or all the consumers are going to see through it. So to me, that's the secret sauce. The foundation right. fundamentals mm-hmm, are the same. The mm-hmm. secret sauce is can you really get in the head of a toilet paper lover or a Michelle right. Branch yeah. fan. So you, yeah, so you're like working on the social aspect before the really the social media, the whole social Oh, yeah, media, I'm like, like I up, right? live and breathe the things I work on mm-hmm. and it makes it easier for me to, meaning the products or right. whatever it mm-hmm. is that I'm working on. And then that makes it easier for me to translate that into right. marketing mm-hmm. or whatever we need to do right. or like understand what 
how an audience should be connecting right, with this brand right. or yes. whatever mm-hmm. it is. So you yeah. love building communities. So is love there it, any, yeah. how do you build a community? <laughs> like, oh gosh. Um, <laughs> That's a, that, we need a five that? podcast series for that. <laughs> or maybe a little, like maybe tidbits or something about like, you know, essence of like, yeah, a, I mean, the importance essence, of a, a community or. Well, the essence and the importance. So the es- essence is pretty much what I just said. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's a reason why somebody connects to a brand right. or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or if they're not connecting to a brand, are they connecting to another person? So, for example, let me use this Michelle Branch example right. again. Um, with Michelle Branch, we built this huge community online. So, at the time, was a message board. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't all about Michelle Branch. There would be talks about, I don't know, fashion, uh, know, nothing okay. that was related to Michelle. Right. But, what, but my philosophy was and is, mm-hmm. is that, but is all of this connection and social activity mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. the fans happening in the house of Michelle Branch? Ah, right, right, right. So, right. like, if that if it's happening in our house, right, aka right. the message board, um, you're still connecting yes, with the brand feel, even indirectly, right, right? right? So, to me, but you have to build the essence of like, is do people want to talk about fashion right. here? Like, oh, you have <laughs> yeah, to actually know, true. right? Right. And get to know. You can't just. It's not a checklist. I right. feel like everyone always asks me for like a silver bullet. Oh, like, no, oh. I don't think there is for no, social there's not. media, for I, building community. Well, everyone gets really yeah. down when I'm like, it's actually not rocket science. It's just like <laughs> consistent. <laughs> like, um, but then um, the importance of a community is that even, I mean, this is getting more and more every year, every month. Mm-hmm. Um, you're bombarded with so many messages right. per day. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you're just you know, saying, hey, my new, whatever, buy this thing tomorrow, that message can get lost in the vacuum of information right. with the person or with the consumer. Um, by the time they make it to the home, they've already seen <laughs> 30 more messages on right. their Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is. And the importance of a community is that kind of fills in the vacuum space, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so um... it kind of fills in the vacuum space if you have multiple touch points, if the consumer has multiple touch points right. of connection. Mm-hmm. Um and it's hard to measure right. directly. Mm-hmm. So um, professionally, my most difficult aspect of being a community marketer is actually explaining all this to somebody who doesn't understand community. Right. <laughs> so true. basically all the executives that right. I work with. And so, because um, you have to explain a vacuum and measure it and how right, you measure right, it and right. what does the indirect touch point right, right. mean. But it, it's important. I, I call it like um, it lifts... Like it lifts all the boats up a little bit right, more, right. you know. Um, I, I've rarely seen a, a successful brand happen without a community, a community behind it, especially nowadays. Rarely, no. especially in the music industry. Yeah, no, you, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, everything has to have a community. Yeah, yeah. otherwise because, it just falls through into right, the vacuum. Right. That's you, all. Yeah, and it also, I mean, this is not you know directly at men per se, but I think <laughs> men are harder to understand this whole aspect of community because I've talked to venture where they don't. Like when I say, hey, we're building a community of influencers and, you know, they're, we're so happy to work together. And they'll be like, how can women influencers work together? I'm like, no, you don't understand. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, like you don't understand influencers. Oh, wow. You don't understand women. Like we yeah. just love to be part of something and part of the You know what's community. crazy? I've been doing this for 20 years and that's still the conversation <laughs> that you have to explain. But, um, well, and also I don't think, um, it might be the words too. Like um, people don't realize like, how many communities they are part of right, already, right, exactly. online or off, and right. they just might not call it that. Right. That's and so, true. That's true. Yes, yeah, so you have to kind of 
there you, you know you'll get a response like i don't get it and you're like uh-huh. yes you do you're in like <laughs> you talk about fantasy football day right, or cars like, yeah right? like you're with your fantasy football buzz or whatever yeah, so, yeah. that's true that's true yeah. so a little bit about your position at facebook how mm-hmm. did you get that position that's like a dream job for most of us who are yeah. in this whole yeah it has an exciting circle. title <laughs> a lot more I, I always have to dispel the myth there's a lot more excel spreadsheets and <laughs> meetings and you that my title gives on but um uh yeah how i got that job was uh, my my experience actually they were looking um for somebody that had the mix mm-hmm, of experience mm-hmm. so later when I grew the team and I started to hire more mm-hmm. of me's um I would get a lot of people applying who just had like all entertainment industry experience right. mm-hmm. like from an agency or something ah. or all tech and doesn't understand right entertainment um or even how to work with talent right. and it's for those who haven't worked with talent or creatives it is a special skill right right to be able to, i mean yes, with a is. really creative <laughs> yeah with a really creative person and to like understand their vision and try to right, execute it make right, them feel good right it's hard to be creative so you want to keep a creative person in a good place um but they wanted um if if one person had one or the other it, right. it was difficult to put right. them in a role because at Facebook, it's a product and tech-driven company. Mm-hmm. You have I'm working with engineers and right. product managers all day about mm-hmm. developing features and um, how to roll out features worldwide. Right. It's very technical. Um, and so for me, I had this perfect 50-50 mix right. of mm-hmm. entertainment and tech experience and experience on how to talk to Brad Pitt, but also <laughs> how to talk to... Um, which honestly was more important in this job was how to talk to senior product managers and Mm -hmm. engineers and explain in words they could understand of like what we needed to build and what we needed to do. And it is like a translation. No, I agree. I agree. I think that's the hardest part because a lot of tech companies either focus on just the tech or they focus on, you know, like like if you're in fashion tech, for example, you know, I'm in fashion tech, like people just focus on the technology and they forget forget this is like a whole fashion industry behind yeah. it and you really need to have some fashion know-hows um but you know it's very easy to get lost in a technology company especially one that's as large as facebook that you know uh, it's hard to find someone like you that has a balance of both yeah both so, worlds. so if you want a job like that that's actually what pushed me over was the tech stuff and my ability to make everything data driven so mm-hmm, i could mm-hmm. like I, I I just made it up, which by the way, that's the secret. That's the dirty little secret on how to be a startup <laughs> entrepreneur to just make stuff up and like be really confident when you go talk about it. But um, I like made up numbers. Um, I made up numbers on how to quantify right. celebrities uh-huh, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's how I could translate that to these engineers who've never heard of Brad Pitt or Jennifer Lawrence (laughs) you know I had to be like well this person is worth you know five points (laughs) and this or that they like got it oh yeah as long as it's numbers as long as it's numbers numbers and that honestly my I remember my bosses being like yes because the the engineers (laughs) get it now and then they work on things faster right 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 you know so you gotta talk their language as well yeah to translate the real life what's happening on the celebrity size or influencer side yeah yeah how it applies to the technology or the development okay so i know this is like the world of influencer and you're so involved in this world of influencer and i I think this world this world of influencers that word influencer is tossed around a lot so like what does that word influencer mean to you because you've worked with like celebrities and you know uh 
everyone from like public figures to maybe like yeah. the girl next door that has like 10,000 following. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Um I use it cuz it's the general term right. in the industry, <laughs> but to me it really just means anybody with a point of view. Right. Uh, right? Like anybody like with that. a point of view. Yes. Yeah, and so um because we talk about like cuz the world of influencers to me or I scratch that, like what an influencer is mm-hmm. hasn't really changed in my opinion, which is right. you need somebody with a point of view or mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, whatever that point of view may be. It, but what has changed is the distribution channels, right? Uh, There's just a lot more of right. them and people can access yes. more. Um, but so an influencer to me is somebody with a strong point of view mm-hmm. and um, about anything, about jewelry, about yeah. politics, about mm-hmm. um, whatever you're influencing, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> And, and that's how I look at it. I guess nowadays it just means you you get paid a little bit too. <laughs> you're professional. Some, a you're lot. a professional point of view person. No. You could get paid a billion dollars yeah. and have your own like billion dollar company. Yeah. I'm like, I think I think I you made thirty cents so far, so I can count my no, just joking. All we right. made a little bit more than that, but not much. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Now you can try before you buy on Collectin. Introducing Experience, the new way to shop jewelry. Flaunt your style and express your creativity with Experience. Get it today, only on Collectin. We're back. Hello. All right. Hi, Bree. Thank <laughs> Hi. you for being on my podcast. Yeah, I'm having fun so far. <laughs> All right. We want to go right into your entrepreneur journey. Now, as a woman, mm-hmm. uh, have you ever felt like being a woman that was a disadvantage, being an entrepreneur? You know what's funny is um, I never thought about it that way mm-hmm. while I was coming up because I had so many other disadvantages. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Um, meaning, like, you know, I hadn't graduated college yet. Right. I had no money. <laughs> I was on my own, living mm. on my own. So um, those were all more <laughs> <laughs> bigger topics. Yeah, those those were all bigger problems. Yeah, you know, those were all bigger problems. I was worried about. I definitely noticed mm-hmm. that I was not only the only woman right. in the room, right. but the only minority. I'm biracial and definitely the only biracial person. And then the only um, young person too, because mm-hmm. I started very young. I started right. when I was 16. Um, so I, I was raising money for a startup when I was 20 or 21, which I guess now is cool. But back then they were not <laughs> taking meetings. Not cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were not taking my meetings. Um, and back then, like not that long ago. Like, <laughs> no, but a lot has changed. <laughs> I'm like, they're not that old guys. But um, so I definitely noticed, but instead of, um, I guess how I used it is I used it as fire or fuel. Right. So anytime that it was um, brought to my attention, and it always was, right? right? It was always like, wait. I mean, it wasn't said to me like this, but this is how I felt. It would be mm. like, wait, it's you're you're just a kid, you know, right, or you're just right. a kid, or you're just a girl by yourself. Um, instead of bringing it down, I actually used that as fuel for my fire. Right. Like, um, like, okay, I'll show you. That's my competitiveness, right? right? Like, that's my competitiveness. And uh, maybe that's the entrepreneur spirit in me. But it also came from just survival mode, too, because, right. like I said, all these other disadvantages. So um, uh, so I noticed a lot. I, I leaned into it. So mm-hmm. instead of being like, 
shying away from it, right. I would just say like, yes, I am young. Yes, yes. I am. I would just like <laughs> lean into it even more. Right. It actually helped me because that's how I was remembered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's okay that I was remembered right. by that because that is me, right? right? So I'm not going to lie and say I was super confident mm-hmm. inside, but I pretended on the outside. Right. I think that's so important. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in my 20s, when I'm like so insecure about everything anyway. Right. Um, you know, I definitely had my insecurities. I definitely cried in my friend's houses, you know, <laughs> on my friend's shoulders about like, this is so hard. But outside, I leaned into it. I used it right, instead right. of instead of shying away from it and, and, and letting it hold me down. I just used it to my advantage and like right. lean in. Um, and it makes, it makes me unique. And I tell student entrepreneurs that now too, right. I'm like, actually That's like true. lean into your uniqueness. Yeah, That'll make your exactly. story. Yeah. Cause you have to stand out. I mean, yeah. these people you're talking to, you mean one in a hundred, right? They're seeing like 10 a day. Yeah. And they so. might still be judgy and give you a judgy tone, but yeah. they still remember you. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, and then now, you know, 10 years later, that's all that stuff's coming around, right, you know, cause the right. same people are coming back to me and um asking me for money and now yeah. and uh so it's 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 in in good ways it, right. it's like all good memories and they kind of remember me as a firecracker mm-hmm. back then yeah so when do you feel powerful when do i feel powerful yeah. I, I feel pretty powerful right now um, is it the age <laughs> what is it uh, to be honest it's a little bit of the age or uh, i would say maturity yeah. and, and what i mean by that is i know exactly who i am right. now I know what makes me happy, mm-hmm. which I, is really important. Um, and me, I mean, I hope 20 year olds know this too, but I think it just comes with life. Right. You know, you just go through life. But it, uh, the making, the knowing what makes me happy part is almost freeing. Right. So yeah. I'm not like. Totally agree with you. There. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not chasing some exactly. image of what people want me to be. I'm just, I know what makes me happy. I've got this big fat recliner right. at home. That thing makes me so happy. <laughs> you don't have to, prove, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to prove yourself to anybody, yeah. right? Oh, like, that's all. I just need my recliner. <laughs> like, that's true. Doing that's projects true. Right. That, that are fulfilling to me. Right. And, and so that's really um, freeing. So that, I, I actually feel very powerful mm-hmm. about that. Um, not because it, like I said, it's like liberating. It's like, right, okay, nobody can right. tell me what I'm supposed to do or mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be or what, honestly, even what success looks like. Right. Because I feel pretty successful right now just from being very happy and fulfilled, right, right. you know? Yeah. And success come in different forms. It could be yeah. like little successes, you know, like you just finished something today and that made you feel really good. Or even like if you just like help someone and that made you feel really good. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And, and I know that makes me happier than anything right, right now. Right, so, right. um, so I think it's important for especially like young entrepreneurs starting out or like just coming out of college or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, you have to do a lot of self-reflection. I don't yes. think mm-hmm. entrepreneurs talk about that a lot right. uh, enough in yeah. the beginning. Yeah, because they don't want to admit failure. Like it's yeah, it feels you, you, like it's yeah, you want to put up right? that facade. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's like I I can handle this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. Um, <laughs> but you really have to spend some time self-reflecting about like what makes you happy, not follow what ever tech crunch story yes. guy you know yes, is like yes. raising a million dollars but because by the way they just sold 80 percent of their company <laughs> right? you that's know true. so like that's very VC. so yeah. i yeah. kind of like i call it cutting through the bs i say the full word but yeah <laughs> that's all right <laughs> yeah. i'm like wait where are we what can i say on here yeah um but yeah so that makes me feel powerful uh, my friends make me feel really powerful mm. i feel really lucky to have a very wide network of very close friends you know a lot who are probably listening right now yeah so So, um mia especially i she's texting me right now so uh, i have to give her a shout out um but 
so that makes me feel very powerful. Right. I mean, the people in your life are everything. And That's true. That's yeah, true. You, I mean, you're an entrepreneur too. You yes. have a support network. Oh, you yeah. couldn't have done it without you your network. You have to. Yeah. You have to. You can't do it alone. There's yeah. nothing like you know, people say entrepreneur journey is very alone. Yes, it's alone because it's you trying right. to make some decisions. But yet there's so many people who are willing to help if you're just willing to open up and ask. And, yes. and lean on them. And it's scary to ask. Right. It is. Yeah. It is very scary. And that yeah. actually takes a lot of courage, right? Yeah. To ask people for things. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and now I'm less scared to do that, but I think I had to learn that right. through my 20s. Yeah. Um, and I think it just took me longer to learn because I was on my own, like yeah. literally in life. Um, so I think it's an Asian trait, like to, to you know, like to try to, to do it yourself, to try to do it yourself <laughs> yeah. and not to ask people. Yeah, like, right? I, I think you're right. Right. And, and I was trying to like prove myself still. Right. Now, now I'm like, whatever. I'm yeah. in my 30s now. I don't care. It is what it is. I'm going to sit on my recliner. Right. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> No, I know what you mean. <laughs> Was there any mentor or anyone in particular you look up to? Um, yeah. So, well, I feel really lucky too that I, I mean, I am very lucky that I had a couple of really early mentors mm -hmm. that supported me completely um, when I was very young. Big picture in life, it's my mom and Mar Mariah. Uh -huh. <laughs> my mom and Mariah are like my most probably influential people uh -huh. in my life. Um, my mom is this badass, you know, um, independent knock doors down kind of right, attitude right. and she always instilled that in me and my sister since I was a baby oh. and she's always told us like do anything and, and you hear this kind of a lot like when people talk about their moms but she really did she let me do she let me move to LA when I was 16 <laughs> like she supported me like no matter what crazy right. thing I wanted to do, she actually supported me. Um, and, and she told me she did, because I would, later when I was older, I was like, why did you let me do that? <laughs> and she, she told me, well, I knew you were going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, once you put your mind to it, you do it. I just right, know you. Right. And I thought, wow, that's a great mom who just knows me as a person so well. Right, right. Yeah. And, okay, is there like a big hurdle that you have to go through, like working with startups or, I mean, or in general, like hurdles that you have to jump through yeah. personally or in the in the business world or in the startup world? Yeah, I think now it's been, I feel like okay now, but I think my past hurdles, well, I guess it's a hurdle now too. To me, I don't know if I would call it a hurdle, but I would say challenge mm -hmm. or the biggest thing I focus on right. that to work on mm -hmm. is actually relationships mm -hmm. now. And I mean that in every way. I mean that in um, a co-founder right. relationship, mm -hmm. who your co-founders right. are. I've, mm -hmm. I've been through all of it. Uh -huh. Good, bad, ugly. Um, <laughs> so, and now I realize that actually makes or breaks your startup. Really? Is your the partners. Yeah. Right. You can't do it alone, right? <laughs> you can't do it alone. And I actually tell students this a lot at the school. I say um, that you really got to, you know, have really good communication. Mm -hmm. I said, it's like a marriage, right. only more intense because there's more money involved. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you're married to your co-founder, oh, so true. you have double, <laughs> double that's intensity. True. <laughs> that's actually always a hurdle. When I talk to investors, like, oh my gosh, you guys are married. <laughs> I'm like, let me just get that out of the way. Yeah. The co-founder is my husband. <laughs> you know, because that's, I think that's, it's important because I yeah. think, for a lot of male VCs I talk to, that's one of the biggest thing for them. It's like, what? You're a woman. And then now you're working with your husband and he's your co-founder. Yeah. That's like a big no-no, it seems. Right. <laughs> so. Well, you just have to think. Well, I call it the couples therapy goals. Like even with, I have two business partners now and I just say, I say the term, our couples therapy is strong. You <laughs> know, true, like we just keep true. it strong. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's a good skill anyway, yeah, right? Like true. communicate, have good right, partners, right, relationships. Right. 
relationships. Yeah, but then co-founders, I mean, like you said, it's, it's your relationship. So if yeah. you're not best with your husband, then you know, with someone you trust, right? right. It's the same kind of conversation, yeah. whether it's at home at work, because as an entrepreneur, you're talking about work all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, what the heck? Do you guys find a break, though, at least? Uh, sometimes we try. <laughs> the A forever, A forever. Yeah. We try. <laughs> you know, when my daughter's calling and screaming from right. the other room, I'm like, sorry, I can't talk about this business issue right, right. now. We got baby gotta, issues. Yeah, <laughs> we have to tend to her needs. <laughs> it always comes up. Um, anyway, uh, so let's see. About the startup scene, um, is there any – so co-founders, is there any magical number to co-founders? You're saying more than one. Is there a two or three or four? I mean, or don't, no, do not go higher. <laughs> do not go higher. Higher than what? Three, four? <laughs> Probably three. Um, I've gone higher before. Mm -hmm. It just gets super complicated because, like I said, the couples therapy goals. Right, right. It's it's hard to maintain <laughs> communication channels with that many people. Um, partners. I mean, equal partners. Right, that's what right. I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, nowadays. You know, now that I've gone through it, I just like really think like, why am I in this mm -hmm. with this person? Are we on the same? I mean, right. I guess I'm still single. Maybe I should apply this to my <laughs> dating life. <too. laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm like really good at picking co-founder <laughs> marriages. Um, um, yeah. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't go more. It just right. means a uh, bigger challenge for right. being um, communicative. Because mm -hmm. even with my two partners now, we're very open mm -hmm. with each other, mm -hmm. not just with business, with life right. too, so that we understand, you know, where we are right. mm -hmm. mentally with the business, what we're focused on, especially in an early stage when yeah. we're really our hands are dirty getting into a lot right. of different things. Right. We're all traveling a lot. So we have that's to be open uh, with each other that like, right. I know I'm still here for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's hard. That's hard. The very, yeah. very beginning is the hardest. Because yeah. it's like trying we're to having fun. Though. Yeah, but it's yeah. trying to get all the puzzles together. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Putting it on, putting it down. And for sure. It, yeah. It's just like, it's it's good problems. It's like we have so many opportunities in front of us to pursue. What is mm -hmm. the right one? So those are good problems that I didn't have in my right, early right. entrepreneur thing. Like in my early entrepreneur career, I was like, this is this one chance <laughs> I have and the one idea I have to make it work. So I feel lucky in that regard that this is the fifth time I'm doing right, it. Right. So, so is entrepre yeah. entrepreneurship a learned skill or is it something that came natural to you? A little bit of both. So mm -hmm. the natural part of being an entrepreneur is you have to have that self-starting fire. Right. Mm -hmm. um, because as you said, right. you're on your own, kind of. <laughs> like there's no true. boss telling you, right? And so a lot of discipline. Even mm -hmm. now it's hard for me to be disciplined, right? right? Like my video <laughs> games are right there next to my computer. Um, uh, and so I'm just going to start a video game company. Right. It's like a new But um, yeah, so a little bit self-started, which is just, just innate. And I think instilled in mm -hmm. me um from my mom you know and then um and I think the learn skill is some of the other stuff is like how to look for ideas uh -huh. how to stay open for opportunities right. and that just came with experience mm -hmm. and and being really open-minded to the lessons that the, my mentors and people mm -hmm. that um that I looked up to were kind of teaching me because everybody everywhere I worked when I was young I was constantly I was just trying to do my best because otherwise I looked at it like then it's a waste of my time if right, I have that's it. True. Um, but um, I I was constantly trying to whoever I was working for, I was trying to push them forward uh -huh, uh -huh. because then it 
felt like I was going forward with right. them. Mm-hmm. And that actually is a good attitude to have because all those people, as those people mm-hmm. rise, they kind of take you with them. Yeah, that's true. So, um, <laughs> so that's, so that's the stuff I learned, uh-huh. like how to be there for, right, right. um, your partners or yes. employers or uh, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. Is there a particular, like if you were a young girl starting out and you're trying to be an entrepreneur, um, is there anything you would like say take a class or education or any kind of skills they need to have? Yeah, I definitely undervalued understanding finance and tax, mm-hmm. which like sounds so boring. <laughs> sounds so boring, but do not make all the early tax mistakes oh. I made that I had to pay pay for literally. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like sounds boring. So I think those are important, just like fundamental okay. skills, even if you're going to be the marketing person, right, right, you know, right. um, just understand. Um, I think, I think big picture what you would learn. Um, I think people undervalue the skills they might already have. Uh-huh. So especially when I go to this university and I, they're like, well, I've never worked in social media, right. for example. Yeah. Um, I'm like, do you have an Instagram account? Do yeah. you know how to follow somebody? <laughs> like, do, yes, you know how to do it. Like I didn't like Mariah didn't ask me where have you worked when I was 16 years old, <laughs> yeah. but I like knew I knew it because yeah, I was doing it every day. So like, that's don't undervalue just because nobody paid you for something. That's true because a lot of girls now live and breathe their social media. Yeah, like right? you know it. Like, right. and that's the biggest thing I see with, especially the inner city students I work get, mm-hmm. with. Um, they undervalue the skills that they already have, or they don't even realize ah, they have these skills right. that are employable mm-hmm. and that's um, true. very sought after. Right. Um, and so toot your own horn, man, <laughs> toot your own horn. <laughs> so do you like being your own boss or you prefer to be, uh, um, like employed? Like, I love being my own boss. <laughs> I mean, this is my fifth time doing a startup. Pros and cons of yeah. being your own boss. <laughs> well, the pro, uh, the pro is, the biggest pro for me, this is a real pro and then I'll do a funny pro. But <laughs> The real pro is like, I actually can see something, uh, bring something to fruition, ah, right? Like from right. the beginning to the end. And that's something right. that really appeals mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. We were talking about self-reflection right, right. earlier. That's not everybody's cup of tea, no. which I respect. Um, like some people just want to do the one right, part. Right, the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I really want to do like from the beginning, mm-hmm. blank piece of paper to like, we've seen something launch right, out into the wild. Right. And I like that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a startup gives me that. At a bigger company, you don't get the opportunity to do mm-hmm. that very much. Um, the other pro is I don't wake up with an alarm clock right now. <laughs> That's actually a really yeah, good pro. It's a big pro. Um, so unless there's a big meeting. Unless there's a big meeting or like my cat wakes me up. Like I'm like good to go. Um, the con is what are the cons? I mean, honestly, some of the cons is some of the social stuff. Like I work uh-huh. at home right, by myself. Right. Um, so you, I actually have to make an effort to like mm-hmm. get out right. of the house. <laughs> I call true. it shower days. <laughs> and, um, and <laughs> so like, um, get out, meet people for coffee, just go, just to get the stimulation. Right. And again, true. I know myself well enough. I don't know how you work, but I think it's similar yes. where like I yes. feed off other people's energy. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because it's very important, that positive energy, yeah. because then it, it boosts you up. Like you don't yeah, want to be with a downer. Like, <laughs> or otherwise you're going to have a creative block or right. whatever it that's is. That's true. That's so, true. But I have to make a conscious effort to like, you know, keep my meetings going, right, keep right. just seeing people, yeah, talk ideas, true. have that's that, true. where you kind of get that hallway conversation right. naturally that's in true. an office. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Because with all this technology, we're actually more alone because yeah. we're, we could be 
quote unquote socializing, but right. we're at home, but we're really alone. Right. So yeah, with all the social media channel. Uh, yeah. You know, also, we got a lot of free food at Facebook. So I have to cook for myself now, although I did lose 10 pounds as soon as I quit. Oh, so really? Like, That's a good that, thing. That was like pro-con. <laughs> was it good food? Like good, good Too food? Too good, apparently, because oh, really? I was 10 pounds heavier. <laughs> I know. That's like a thing with startups. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, food. no, no more protein shake life now. <laughs> no, but I think it's important. So what's like your health routine now? Is there, is there anything healthy or yeah. that you do that? I, I do these protein smoothies. Uh-huh. So um, I just love them. So I'm really tasty. I just get the frozen fruit at Trader mm-hmm. Joe's and uh, throw them in my Ninja. It's so easy. Ah. And then I put everything in it. Spinach, protein powder, wow. all the weird nuts and stuff. <laughs> like it all goes in there. It tastes real tasty. I can share the recipe. <laughs> um, really tastes super easy. And then that fills me up till... Oh, Late really? Lunch. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's wow. why you guys were asking me, should do, are you guys, are you hungry? I'm like, I, I know. Have my smoothie that's today. True. Oh, that's true. If it's full of protein, it makes you. Yeah. 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 Really and cool. then otherwise I got my stationary bike at home. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me, did you buy a Peloton? I was like, no, I bought a $200 Amazon bike and put it in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's this is thing. startup life, guys. Startup life. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Similar stimulation, yeah. right? You just watch something. Startup life. <laughs> I know yeah. that's what's your do you have a routine of just chasing around your baby no no in the morning yeah. I'm like a I, I'm super into my lemon water I don't know if you've heard oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah like start your warm, digestion yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it gets everything going okay. I mean yeah, I tell yeah. you everything <laughs> Maybe I just planted a lemon tree in my backyard oh, no no I seriously planted a lemon tree because I wanted to have my daily lemon okay but then only to realize that lemon trees are not all year round unless they're right. big enough <laughs> right maybe so, i should start putting lemon juice in my smoothie too that would be good no but they said like if you start your day off with like a half half a lemon yeah. put it in warm water and then just drink it and then not take anything for 20 minutes it really like detoxify you okay yeah so i've been doing that for years i don't know oh, okay. <laughs> i think I'm it works it. You know? yeah. <laughs> but then i there's everyone have their little healthy oh, their things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Health, healthy routine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i don't know if it's very healthy I, mean, I eat a lot of fry stuff so that <laughs> like it de- you know, it detracts from the whole like (laughs) detox thing. (laughs) Balance, balance. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a little break now um, for about one minute. We'll be right back. Now you can try before you buy on Collected. Introducing Experience, the new way to shop jewelry. Flaunt your style and express your creativity with Experience. Get it today, only on Collectin. We're back. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is our podcast with Bree Newman. Yeah, I think we're having too much fun. That's why. <laughs> they keep, yes. They keep, Roger keeps putting signs up because we're laughing too much. <laughs> this is just a conversation between yeah. two girls chatting. Yeah. This is what our conversation normally is like. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of this laughing. This is uh, women entrepreneurs supporting women entrepreneurs. Yes, it is. It really is. I think it's very <laughs> important. Okay, so... You're also an influencer in your own oh, right. Geez. Oh, tell us, about, <laughs> tell us about your secret little gamer oh, influencer circle. Yes, my circle. secret life. <laughs> your secret so, life. my secret life of being a hardcore video gamer. <laughs> it's not that secret. I talk about it all the time. <laughs> but um, I, well, I love computers. I right. always have. And that's yeah. how I got into it. So, um, and I like actually like take apart computers mm. and that kind of thing. So I'm really into video games as mm-hmm. well. I've always been. 
Um, so I play a lot of video games, <laughs> less now that I'm older, but um, or just with less time. But um, and so I told you I was on the original team for Facebook right. Live, right. and so I was just um, you know, beta testing a lot of the features, or mm. we would go secret features, and so we couldn't tell anybody. Ah. And then I play a lot of video games, mm-hmm. so I was just started streaming ah. my gameplay, uh-huh. um, and then we. And, and then as we started launching more features at Facebook, I was like the main beta tester, <laughs> the first, the alpha tester, not even the beta tester, the alpha tester. And then I could write these hardcore uh, product uh-huh, Q&A uh-huh. docs <laughs> after for it. Um, but so through that, I gained I don't know, 16 or 1700 followers wow. now watching my video game play. Um, I have a little live stream set up at wow, home just in my nice. home office. Yeah. Not as nice as your guys' setup, oh, though. No, I think no, I need no. to upgrade. <laughs> I, Roger, can you come over to my house, too? <laughs> you can come up to, you can come down to our studio next okay, time. We're yeah. gonna build a like a little yeah. streaming. All little my station. stuff is from like Amazon Prime Day or something. <laughs> but, um, and then um uh yeah so I started streaming a lot and then what I didn't realize because again like you asked me about you know being a female entrepreneur right. I was like I, I don't think about it that mm-hmm, much. I just right. like like I said, it's like so many other disadvantages. <laughs> I'm just like, I lump it all in. Um, so what I didn't realize is how big of a deal it was to be a women woman gamer. Right. That, that is actually a very yeah. small industry. Right? Yeah. And just not just a gamer creator, right. person mm-hmm. on the professional side mm-hmm. even. And then somebody who actually plays games, which I do. I play on every, I play PC mostly, but I have every console right. at home. I play the Xbox a lot. Um, and uh and I got a lot of people reaching out to me. I still do get a lot of people reaching out to me like, oh, my gosh, like there's not, you know, there's not enough female right, gamers. Right, or I want right. a female gamer right. perspective mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't, that I didn't, very cool. Yeah. And I don't yeah. even realize until you're <laughs> out there. And again, that's a testament to like what makes you happy. Just do. Right. Right. What which you you're, love. And you're a big um, proponent of that philosophy yes, too. Yes, yeah. yeah. You have to do what you love. Yeah. Otherwise it's tough. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's every day, every single day. Yeah. So you better love what you're <laughs> <Right>. doing. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise we can't get through it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So, um, my gamer tab is breezy 56, BRZY56. Mm-hmm. You can find me on everything. And that's my gamer tag on everything. Oh, and, yes, um, follow Bree. <laughs> yeah, you follow me on Facebook and Twitch is where I, um, stream. Oh, um, nice. and I stream everything, all the different games. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So nice it's fun. Yeah. Just do it at home. Oh. I don't have to hide as much. Right. I, I used to hide when I work at Facebook. Uh-huh. Cause I'm like, <laughs> cause it work I, hours. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, I can't stream tonight cause I owe this person a report still. <laughs> so I can't, they're going to come on. And say, but now I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> stream whenever true. I that's want. True. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. Well, gaming is a sport too, right? Now officially, yeah. right? There's like all these competitions. It's like huge, huge. huge. Yeah. And that now parents are like, get back inside and yeah, play video true. games. <laughs> Actually, I have friends who literally, yeah, yeah. Let, let her son just play all day. Yeah. He's like, you got to get good. You gotta I get know. Good. Oh, how the tides have turned. Yeah. It's like a sport. It's like a competitive sport. So are sport. you going to let your daughter play a lot of video oh, games? She, she's a YouTuber. Okay. She's already there. <laughs> she's already like, oh, don't forget to subscribe. I'm like, you don't have a channel, dear. <laughs> We're just taking a video. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I know. The kids nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, any other sports you play? I well besides soccer. I play soccer, but I'm retired right. now. I'm about mm-hmm. to get my fourth knee surgery, which is not fun. Oh. But I'm uh, retired. It's okay. Anybody needs knee <laughs> health tips, I got you. Um, but uh so now I have to do more knee friendly yeah, things. So yeah. I mountain bike a lot. Ah, okay. Um the mountains here around LA are mm-hmm. so awesome. There's so much different terrain. 
an hour in every direction. Right, right. So it's really fun. I have an awesome girl mountain biker crew too, but oh, that's also wow. a male dominated uh-huh. sports. But I actually, there's a big group called Girls Gone Riding uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, on Facebook and it's like all these LA girls oh, that nice. mountain bike. Yeah, it's oh, a really nice. fun group. And then um, very welcoming of newcomers and right, beginners. Right. And then um, I hike a lot. I hiked mm-hmm. the Alps last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. I hiked 100 miles through the Alps. I'm going to hike um, the Dolomites next year after uh-huh. my knee surgery. <laughs> my knee surgeon was not happy with that. But yeah. It's fine. <laughs> tough on your knees. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. And then you went, oh, I heard about your crazy trip to Europe for the soccer. Oh, women's yeah. Soccer. How can I forget? Oh, yeah. You got to tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I went, um, I mean, I played soccer my whole life and I, we just, my friends and I decided, let's do this. Let's go to France and follow mm. Team USA, the women's soccer team, through France for three weeks. Um, we were there for four games right. for the big quarterfinal against <gasps> France. Awesome. It was a dream come true trip. There was about nine of us wow. that went, which was incredible because mm-hmm. all the girls that went were all girls I played soccer with for years and years and wow. years and years. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, so all, nice so we're together. already, yes, yeah, so we're already like best friends and so much soccer memories together. We've looked up to Team USA, all of us, since we were little kids, mm-hmm. right? I followed Team USA, the women's team. Right. Um, because we're of that age that we were <laughs> We were teenagers when the 99 mm-hmm. Women's World Cup team was there. And we've never seen women athletes like that at that yeah. time, right? I feel like kids today, kids today, I'm so old, <laughs> um, take it for granted. But um, so it was a dream come true trip. Right, Just, right. I mean, we were in a different hotel every two nights, so it was a little tiring. But wow. Any takeaways <laughs> from that? My takeaway is like life lesson for you all. Take mm-hmm. the trip. There was a million reasons why all of us maybe shouldn't go like, mm-hmm. oh, but I have this appointment there. I shouldn't change right. or whatever. Yeah. No, we brought my six year old goddaughter, one of the girl's daughters mm-hmm. there was just like, let's just go pull the trigger. Go. Right, you will right. not regret it. Right. Take the trip. Just That's generally, yeah. what will you remember when you're 80 years old looking right. back? You That's will remember true. that trip you took with your girlfriends. <laughs> but you know? I agree with you. Yeah, because yeah, you love to travel. So <laughs> love to travel, and all about. I'm about the shared experience too. Uh, you right, know, so I'm right. there with my friends. That's or, true. And or a life experience. Right, That's right. what really pushes it That's over true. the edge. Oh. That's yeah. all wonderful. Things I wouldn't have had guts to say <laughs> in my 20s. Now I can do it. We yeah. just talk about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it helps you have more money now. <laughs> but still, just take the trip. <laughs> That's true. That's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys uh, for joining in on LifeCast. Thank you, Bree. Oh, it was yeah, wonderful thank you guys. It was so much fun. Show. I know. Yeah. we got to do this again. Maybe you can have a podcast and I'll go to I, yours. <laughs> okay, let's just all start podcasts yeah. and be on each other's show. That'll yeah, be that's fun. true. That's true. We can do that on LifeCast. Yeah. yeah. We're going to promote LifeCast for Cast Blogs. Okay. You can just have your own podcast. Just I'm doing it. I will be tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's true. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Nadia. All right. This episode of Girl Influence Power is brought to you by Collectin. Shop or run the world's tiniest boutiques with Collectin. What are tiny boutiques? Virtual boutiques created by friends, style stars, and brands you trust. Shop exclusive jewelry with our one-of-a-kind experience mode that lets you try on styles right from your phone.